Happy Monday morning to you listeners. Welcome to Love, Joy, and Languages, a podcast about loving languages and finding joy in learning them. I am Heidi, a language learner and lover, always excited to have a chat about languages. Thank you for joining me today. Last season in episode 22, I talked about how mindfulness and being mentally present in our language journeys can help us see and believe our progress. And today I want to take a more technical approach to this topic and provide practical advice for setting up a language life that will reveal the progress you're making. I know this probably goes without saying, but for any listeners who need to hear it, on long journeys, such as learning a language, it's easy to be so down in the weeds and the details of studying and practicing that progress feels slow or even stagnant. And yet, every single word and grammar concept we learn is a tiny bit of growth. Even every mistake we make is growth toward getting it right. But we don't see these things as progress because it doesn't usually feel that way until we can see lots and lots of tiny bits of progress put together. And those moments feel amazing when we can actually see the results of all the hard work we've put into the language, all the frustration of messing up a conjugation or not being able to recall a word, the hours spent trying to understand and produce a complex sentence. When we finally use those things that we've worked so hard to master, our confidence and motivation skyrocket. Our connections to the language and to the people with whom we speak it are stronger. It's so exciting to have a moment in which we can definitively say, I am doing this. I'm better than I was. Look at what I'm capable of. So seeing our progress is essential to our self-esteem and belief in ourselves, and it's also really valuable for motivation to continue on this glorious journey. The more progress we see, the more we keep coming back for more. But it can be difficult to recognize that progress, especially if we don't work toward a particular measure of progress, like taking a level exam or counting the number of words we learn or something like that. There are tons of ideas out there for how to track your language progress, but a lot of them don't really track our progress per se. They may track things we're doing in the language, how much time we're spending in the language, or even how many words we've learned, all great things that can keep us motivated and help us along our journey. But how can we transform these things into something more valuable that will set us up for seeing our overall language progress in the future? With a little extra thought, we can intentionally create meaningful benchmarks in our language journeys that will set us up for future moments of progress recognition. And it doesn't have to be cumbersome or time-consuming. Anything that feels like extra work for me probably isn't going to be useful anyway. So I've got four ideas to get us started today, or really like four and a half, and I hope these spark some thoughts of your own so that you find something that can work for you. So number one, Start making a list of words you learn, but create a system that focuses on tracking your interaction with the words. Counting the words you learn and know is advice that's often given for tracking your language progress, but it's never seemed particularly valuable to me, and it's tedious. But I know a lot of language learners who do this, especially in the beginning when there are still so many basic words to learn. So I still think this is useful advice that we can shape into something even more valuable for setting ourselves up for seeing our progress in the future. What can this word counting progress benchmark list look like? 
However you track your word count, whether it's in a notebook, an Excel spreadsheet, or even if it's flashcards, I would recommend adding columns or check boxes or something where you can come back to these words and check them off as you use them in writing or speaking. Have another column or box to check off when you hear or read the words and recognize them. And maybe a third column to make note of when you use them in various forms. So maybe learning a singular masculine adjective is the benchmark, and then when you start using the feminine, neutral, and plural forms of the adjective, you make a mark in this column, for example. Then even more when you learn cases, diminutive endings, or other grammar points that alter a word. Then, once you're ready and feel comfortable using a word, you can move it to a separate list, if you want, of words that you actively know and use. So again, if you like the idea of tracking the words you learn, then you can use this as a benchmark for also tracking when you use them, when you recognize them, when you can manipulate them according to the language's grammar, and then when you move them from words you're learning to words you know, you've really got significant proof that you've made progress. By using this way of tracking your word count, you're setting yourself up for future you being able to see the progress you're making in your ability to use and interact with the language. Again, I know this one really isn't for everyone. It can be very time consuming and not so practical to write down all the words you learn. You can, of course, personalize it in any way you want. Like, you could do it for only those words that never seem to stick. You learn them two dozen times and still can't seem to remember them. Or maybe you do it only for verbs, or specifically for broadening your vocabulary with synonyms of the words you find yourself using all the time. If you think this could be for you, think about the ways in which you can make your word count more dynamic so that you have even more concrete evidence of your progress in the future. The second idea I have for setting yourself up for seeing your progress is to journal. Not necessarily in your target language, although that is an excellent way to see your writing growth over time, but here I'm thinking about journaling about the specifics of your language life, what you can do, what you're working on, what you struggle with, words you often forget, mistakes you repeat over and over, what's really unclear or difficult for you, and so on. This doesn't have to be anything big and elaborate, and it doesn't have to be every single day or anything like that. But perhaps after a study session, a conversation, or any other time you access the language, pull out your journal or the notes app on your phone and just make some notes about what went well and what was difficult. At my place with Italian right now, there are certain grammar things like the construction of the passato prossimo tense that are really easy. I still make mistakes, of course, but I've got it down. It isn't something I struggle with or have to think deeply about when I'm producing the language but I also remember when I did struggle with it. I distinctly remember learning the passato prossimo and feeling overwhelmed with the list of irregular participles and figuring out which auxiliary verb to use. Because of these memories though, I can now really see my progress. But those memories may not be there for everything with which I struggle. Oftentimes when a concept becomes easy to us, we forget how difficult it was in the beginning. It can seem so second nature to us now that we actually minimize how hard we've worked and how far we've really progressed. So taking a few extra minutes to journal these things can stand as evidence to our future selves that these things weren't always easy, that the ease with which we can do them now is proof of our progress. I didn't do this as a beginner Italian learner, but I can imagine what some journal entries would have looked like. 
Learned the Passato Prossimo today. Thought I understood it, but then I kept getting the exercises wrong. A day or two later. Just when I thought I was getting the Passato Prossimo, the teacher gave us a long list of irregular verbs. What the heck? I'm never going to remember all of these. A month later. Aced my final exam. I actually got all the Passato Prossimo correct. A year later. Okay, here we go again. I can construct the Passato Prossimo, but now I feel like I don't understand when to use it or when to use the Imperfetto. Why are there so many rules? Three years later. Had a great conversation lesson today, and my tutor didn't have to correct my use of the Passato Prossimo even once. I'm really doing this. See how this sort of quick journaling can set us up for seeing our progress in the future? And not only that, but I think it could also be a great way to make sure we're being honest with ourselves along our journeys. Sometimes we overestimate our skills, and sometimes we underestimate them. Sometimes we wish we could do more, so we may act like we can in a performative, look-at-me sort of way. I'm guilty of this too. And sometimes we know we can do more, but confirmation bias only highlights our mistakes. These quick one or two sentence journal entries after a class, study session, or conversation can be a powerful method for keeping us tied to the reality of our situations, which allows us to focus on improving that which needs improving and believing when we really have mastered something. So this tip really focuses on highlighting specific grammar and vocabulary usage, tracking what we can and can't do so that over time, as the can'ts become cans, we recognize this for the progress that it is. And my next tip focuses on content. So we have a way to set ourselves up for focusing specifically on grammar and vocabulary progress. And this next one focuses on creating a benchmark, putting it all together. So my third tip for setting ourselves up for seeing our language progress in the future is to periodically write or speak about a specific topic, the same topic over and over. There are so many ways to do this, but the focus here is the topic itself. You can choose anything at all. It can be a story from childhood, recounting a travel experience you had, talking about your favorite sport or music or book. You can talk about your job, your dreams for the future. You can explain how to make your favorite dish, give instructions for how to do something you enjoy, or talk about something you struggle with in life, any common themes in your life. The possibilities of what topic or story to choose are truly quite endless. But the key is to pick one and make it as specific as possible. A story or a topic that you often think, read, or talk about in your native language, so there's a lot of detail and content to build on in your new language. We want to see how this story grows over time, because it will grow. I love talking about my travel experiences, and I know I used to only be able to talk about where I went, how long I was there, and a few things I saw. Now I can talk in much more detail, recommend places to eat, and share my personal thoughts and opinions about the place I visited. I can describe the scenery, the food, the ambiance, the people. I know this progress exists, but it's still difficult to feel like it's real progress. So having something concrete that I can go back and prove to myself that I couldn't always recount my travel stories to the level I can now, that would be an excellent way to really see and believe how far I've come. So once you have a specific thing you want to write or talk about periodically over and over, then choose how you want to document your language growth with this thing, writing, speaking, or both. So get a notebook specifically for this topic and or record yourself speaking about it. 
you need tangible documentation so you can go back and really see your progress in the future. Whether you choose to write about this topic or speak on it over and over, my main recommendation is to just go with it. Gather your thoughts and imagine the thing you want to talk about. And as you're producing the language, let the pauses stay. Make the mistakes and keep them there. If your native or other language come out on paper or in the recording, leave it. When we're only accountable to ourselves, even those who aren't perfectionists can find themselves behaving in a perfectionist way when doing something like recording our language, either written or spoken. Things like stopping and starting over as soon as we make a mistake, getting flustered when we have to pause to remember a word, and remaking the thing a dozen times before giving up because it just isn't good enough. There's something about creating a product in the language that feels concrete in a way. And even if no one else will ever hear or see it, it can dig at some vulnerable places within us. But it's also really powerful when we push past those insecurities and fight the temptation to strive for perfection. At first, the mistakes and pauses feel awkward. They feel vulnerable and like we aren't capable. But we all start there. We all pause and think and can't find the words we want. We all freeze at times. But those are some of the many benchmarks that will allow you to see your progress in the future. So let yourself leave in all the mistakes and hesitations, and I promise when you go back to read or listen to those six months or a year from now and compare them to your more recent productions, you will be so proud of yourself and really motivated to keep going. Eventually, you will notice that the pauses are shorter, the mistakes are fewer, your product will become longer, and you'll realize that you sound more confident as certain words, phrases, or grammar constructs roll off the pen or off your tongue with ease. Okay, I have one more tip for setting yourself up for being able to see your language progress in the future. My fourth tip works really well for setting yourself up for being able to see your reading progress, and in some cases, it can be extended to listening as well. The tip is to do traffic light reading. And I'll explain what this is in a moment, but first I have to acknowledge that this one isn't an original idea or something I just happened to come across out on the internet. I got this idea from Lindsay Williams of Lindsay Does Languages, but I want to provide a twist that can make it applicable to setting ourselves up for seeing our progress. So traffic light reading. You know a traffic light has three colors, so choose any three colors of writing utensil that you have. My favorites are highlighters because the colors just pop out of the page, but crayons, pens, or markers will also work just fine. So when you do traffic light reading, you use one color to highlight words you actively know and can produce on your own, a second color for words you recognize passively and don't need to look up, but that you don't actively use, and the third color is for things you definitely don't know. So this exercise is an excellent way to get an instant boost of motivation. I swear every time I do it, I realize that I know and recognize a lot more than I don't know. So if green is what I actively know, yellow is what I recognize, and red is what I don't understand at all, every single time the ratio of green and yellow to red is really large. But here's the twist. Let's take this a step further so that future us can look back at all these colors and see progress. Just like my previous tip to choose the same topic to write or speak about, with this one, find a text that you can make several copies of and periodically read it again, then again later, and again and again. Find the transcripts to podcasts or YouTube videos in your target language. Print a Wikipedia page of something that interests you. Search the internet for a poem, song lyrics, or excerpt from a book you enjoy. 
print a newspaper online or a magazine article on a topic you find interesting. Of course you want to make sure that it's difficult enough that when you highlight it won't be all green. That feels really good, of course, but we're going for a benchmark here. And try to find something you'd be satisfied reading several times over the course of a few months or even a year or more and make or print numerous copies of it. The number of times you go through this exercise will totally depend on you and your goals and your time. Each time you read the text, use a fresh copy and mark it up in the traffic light way. The first one, of course, is that benchmark. It's the one we use that sets us up for seeing our progress in the future. I guarantee from the first time you do this exercise to the third or sixth time, you'll see a large shift in the colors. You may have a lot of red, maybe even mostly red the first time through. And six months later, you're going to see a lot more green and a lot less red. You will have visual proof of your progress. Extending this concept to listening. So this is tip 4.5 that I mentioned in the beginning. You could choose something you enjoy listening to, be it a podcast episode, song, YouTube video, clip from a TV show, anything in your target language, and do a dictation exercise. Listen to it, pause to write what you think you hear, whether you understand what the words mean or not, leave blanks where you can't really understand the words, then come back to the exact same audio a month or two later and do it again, a month or two later again. See how many more words your ears pick up over time as you access this same audio over and over. You can listen to it in between dictations as its own passive listening exercise, or you can just use it as your periodic measure of general understanding, whatever feels right to you. And if you're really feeling motivated, after each dictation, use the traffic light method to highlight what you actively know, what you understand but can't produce on your own, and what you don't understand at all. So then, as the months go on and you run through this exercise again and again and again, you'll be able to see the number of dictated words grow while there are fewer blank spots on the page, and you'll also visually see the growth in understanding of those words and phrases. The proof will be on the paper. So those are my 4.5 tips for how to create benchmark moments along your language journey that will set you up for actually recognizing your progress in the future. And I'll go over them again real quick. Number one, track your word count with a dynamic system that also tracks your use, understanding, and grammatical manipulation of the words. Number two, keep a journal of what you can do and feel good about in your language, what you're learning, mistakes you keep making, what you struggle with, so that in the future, as you master these things, you'll be able to go back and remember that it wasn't always easy. You really have made progress. Tip number three is to write or record yourself speaking on the same specific topic multiple times throughout your journey. See how your basic language skills grow, how you add details, use more complex grammar, and fill the space with more of the language in shorter pauses and hesitations. Number four, traffic light your reading of the same text, highlighting the words you know, the words you recognize, and the words you don't know, so that over time you have visual proof of your improved understanding. And the related half tip with this is to dictate the same audio multiple times throughout your journey, seeing the growth in your ability to decipher the sounds and add a traffic light layer to show how much you understand of what you've dictated. These are just 4.5 of many, many other creative ideas out there for making sure that you're not getting stuck in the day-to-day -day language activities without realizing how much progress you're actually making. 
There is so much joy in those moments when we recognize that we understand something we once struggled to understand. When we realize that the language is coming to us easier and easier, that we're able to use certain grammar things like second nature when we used to only dream of being able to do such things. There's so much joy in these moments that I love the idea of curating them ourselves. You don't have to wait for the years to pass before you stop to look back at how far you've come. You can do things along your language journey from the very beginning or starting wherever you are now. Things that ensure you have those moments as frequently as you want them to happen so that you are always certain that progress has happened, is happening, and will continue to happen. As always, I hope you've enjoyed today's episode, but even more, I hope that something I've said inspires you to find a way to effectively track your progress by crafting mile markers, measures of progress, that work for you. Thank you all for joining me here today. Thank you for listening, sharing, rating, and reviewing the show. I appreciate each and every one of you. And until next time, ciao.